Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Marquis from Ortho Eval Pal. Today in episode 75, which I can't believe it is already, um, we're going to just go off the beaten path a little bit. We're going to talk about progress over time. We're going to talk a little bit about patient expectations and uh, how to increase patient compliance. I know that this isn't like the typical, you know, orthopedic condition type of uh, podcast that I usually talk about. But, you know, when we talk about, you know, helping people out and helping them get better faster in a a real, you know, efficient way. Um, Sometimes there's more than just their orthopedic issue and their physical issue that goes on with this. So we're going to talk about how we as providers can help to um, get these patients better, improve their compliance so that, you know, they don't just come into PT or OT or, or, you know, your regular visits, um, you know, once, twice, three times a week, but they're doing stuff on the off days. They understand the why about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's going to be a very brief podcast today. Um, but um, I had a situation come up recently that just kind of sparked me to talk about this. Sometimes can be very, very frustrating for me. Um, and, um, you know, I do a lot of this. I've seen a lot of patients and um, I do get frustrated still. Uh, and but I, I, let's talk about that a little bit. But uh, first, I'd like to hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a few seconds and uh, we'll get started with our show. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high tech all terrain chemical free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock as a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about progress over time and patient expectations. So let me just give you a little uh, story here. We have a patient uh, who comes in recently, had uh, foot and ankle surgery, and uh, he's he's pretty down in the dumps. And he's at about, oh, the 16-week mark from having had this surgery. And I sat down and talked to him and said, okay, what's going on? You know, and um, he's actually doing quite well. Um, You know, he's had a foot problem for over 30 years just recently underwent surgery, and I'm not going to get into technicalities of what the surgery was, but um, was told by his physician that um, after 12 weeks, he'll be 100%. He'll be able to walk without a crutch, and he'll be able to do whatever it was that he did in the past, and he'll do it, you know, without any discomfort. Okay, so this patient is, is obviously discouraged. He still uses one crutch. He still has pain in the foot and ankle, which we would expect. He's had 30 years of pain in his ankle. He's altered his gait for 30 years, turned the leg out, not had any dorsiflexion, really uncomfortable. Um, and finally said, enough is enough. I've got to do something about this. So 
he's discouraged because he has his expectations were not met, okay, and they were somewhat unreasonable, and he had a hard time with that. You know, he really expected that at this 12-week mark, he'd be able to do whatever he wanted to do, um, and he can't. And um, he's a very, very active guy, likes to walk, likes to work outside, and uh, likes to golf in the summer and do all that stuff. So he wants to be ready to do that. Although summer won't happen here for another three or four months, um, but that's uh, that's uh, another story. So, you know, I explained to him that he shouldn't expect to be a hundred percent at this time frame. He's had thirty years of you know a, a different posture, a different walk, and thirty years of pain. That's hard to alter in about three months, um, especially after having surgery on top of that chronic pain that he's had. So, you know. Explaining to your patient what to expect and um, being reasonable with that is very important. I think we should never put them into a position. It's nice to encourage your patients, but we should never give them undue hope. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little example we'll talk about uh, and then we'll just kind of work our way through this. So you had a patient who comes into the office and uh, let's let's talk physical therapy, occupational therapy, how we treat this conservatively. So they come into the office Um 55-year-old female, perimenopausal, um, diabetic, and um, has a very stiff shoulder, okay? And the uh, the referral is uh, for shoulder pain and evaluate and treat. We evaluate this patient, ask a bunch of questions, you know, get to um, the meat and potatoes, really start to establish a bond with the patient and figure out, you know, what's going on. And we start to do our physical exam, and we notice that there's limited range of motion in all positions. There's capsular tightness. Uh, passive range of motion is no better than active range of motion. And um, there's quite a bit of discomfort. There's some nighttime pain also, pain putting on a jacket. She can't snap her bra, um, having a hard time pulling her pants up and tucking her shirt uh, in the back uh, and, and things like that. We come up to a diagnosis of adhesive capsulitis, okay? You can almost diagnose these things without even touching the patient because their histories um, usually can tell us a lot. So, we come up with this diagnosis, adhesive capsulitis, and you start treatment with the patient. Treatment for adhesive capsulitis is usually uncomfortable, okay? Um, almost every patient, every motion you go into is painful. It requires some low-load, long-duration stretches. It requires some manual treatment. Um, I think there's a fine line of pushing too much and not pushing hard enough, okay? So experience can really help um, optimize treatment of adhesive capsulitis. You get done with the patient. You put some ice on the patient maybe and, uh, you know, a half hour has gone by, giving them some instructions on how to do some of the home stretches. And uh, you set up the patient for another appointment. Patient doesn't come in for the next appointment. And uh, maybe you give it a couple of days and uh, then you call and you talk to the patient, say, you know, is everything okay? And how are things going? And the patient says, well, you know, really, I, I had so much pain that I didn't, I don't think I can go through this. I don't think that, you know, it was helpful at all because there was so much pain associated with this. And I really expect it to be better in one day um, and show some improvement. And I've seen this, I've seen this a lot, Okay. And so the patient now is not coming to therapy. And we know that therapy is probably the best treatment for adhesive capsulitis, okay? So if somebody doesn't absolutely need a manipulation and anesthesia, they do really well with conservative therapy. There are shoulder specialists out there, and I've heard them say this. When you have a frozen shoulder, you go to therapy. And if uh, that doesn't work, you go to therapy. And if that doesn't work, you go to therapy. And as a last resort, go to therapy, okay? So 
they do very well. It's, it's probably the most successful diagnosis that we see in therapy. Okay. And they do get better. But had I started the uh, whole evaluation with asking some questions and then come up with a diagnosis and then sat there with the patient and said, look, this is a diagnosis that is going to be, it's going to be uncomfortable to treat. You're not going to be happy with me when you're done today. You're not going to be happy in three weeks and you're probably not going to be happy in two months. There's going to be some discomfort through the range until we get you to a better range of motion. Okay. It will be uncomfortable just about every single time you come in, but there's a high success rate if you treat these conservatively. If you don't get better within a reasonable amount of time or show some improvement, which in my opinion is like four to six weeks, then, um, you know, we will look at other options. Okay. Injection, manipulation, you know, diagnostic evaluation. Is there something else? Is there a rotator cuff tear involved? Um, you know, and then, but we explain this to the patient up front. So when they, you start the treatment, they have some discomfort, they can expect it. They say, okay, this is what they, they told me. I'd be a little sore after. They also told me that I might have a little bit better range of motion. And you know what? They go home that night. They come back the next day and they're like, you know what? I was able to reach a little bit better or I, I actually slept better for the first time in months. Um, then you build some some hope and and you encourage them. Then they are thinking a little more positively. They're more apt to be compliant. And then with that compliance comes improvement, okay? So they're more apt to stretch themselves at home and cause themselves a little bit of discomfort when they do it and say, you know what, this is how it's supposed to be. So, you know, but you can't make these false accusations, these give these false expectations, Um to everybody. So you, you need to make sure that you, you get the correct diagnosis, you know what it is. And then, you know, with experience, you'll, you'll know what the outcomes are like, and you can give them these, these, uh, timeframes. You know, I had somebody who came in the other day with a very, very unusual surgery, very unusual diagnosis. Um, and I had never seen one before. And I've been at this for 26 years. And they said, well, how, when am I going to get better? And I said, I, you know, to be honest with you, I can't give you an exact date and time on, on how this is going to improve. But this is what we would expect. We would expect a nice, steady, you know, progression. So then I talked to people about progress over time. If you take a, 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 you know, a chart with progress lined up, you know, vertically and time lined up horizontally, nobody ever gets better in a linear pattern over time. Okay. Very, very few people will ever come in here. Let's say they're here for, I don't know, 20 visits. They have a very complicated shoulder problem or back problem and they get better. They may get better for two, three days. They see some improvement. And then, you know, we get a load that comes in and, uh, you know, they, they, they're really sore or maybe they did a little bit more because they were uncomfortable and then they're set back and they say, geez, my pain came back, you know, but then, what, what you learn over time as a practitioner and, and, and clinician, if you are doing the right treatment for the right diagnosis, they typically will have, you know, some good days and they will have bad days. And over time, those good days are more frequent and the bad days or the recoveries are a lot quicker. Okay. So you may have two, three good days and then one day that's set back. And then you may have four or five good days and then you have a setback, but it lasts six or seven hours and you know how to manage it a little bit better. And then ultimately over time, you get into longer good days, really quick recoveries on the bad days. And then you're, you know, back to a functional lifestyle with much less discomfort. 
I tell that to patients a lot, okay, because they just, they get so discouraged when they have a setback and, and that setback may be totally legitimate. They just did a little too much. They pushed a little too hard or maybe they compounded therapy with an activity at home that was just a little, uh, you know, over the top. So I, I'll teach this to people. Very, very rarely does anybody ever get better, 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 better every single day they come into therapy without some sort of a small setback. Okay. So once they have that expectation, they're encouraged by that. Things are a little more positive and they, they, they seem to just progress and, and become much more compliant. And a compliant patient can be so much for is so much easier for us to manage okay and take care of and they will get better and then they will come back to see you in the future because they they have trust in you again they understand that what you're saying is is fruitful and that you are willing to help them and if you take the time as a provider you know to listen to patients and to take the time to learn what the problem is. And if you don't know what the problem is, then tell the patient, you know what, I'm not quite sure what's going on here, but I'm going to go talk to somebody who has some experience with this. And I do this on almost a daily basis. I I have 26 years of experience. I have seen a lot of stuff, but I consult with professionals who know more than I do in certain fields um, all the time on a regular basis to help our patients get better. And I think that if you take that idea and that philosophy and you piece that into your practice, then you, you'll be successful as a provider and a, and a practitioner, and your patients will be happier. You'll get them better, more efficiently, um, which is what we want to do. We want to decrease all of the extra costs and all the extra suffering that comes along with poor diagnoses um, and get them better. So, uh, folks, that is my OrthoEvalPal podcast show today. If you have any questions or would like to make any comments in regards to what we just talked about, please go to uh, orthoevalpal.com, go to our Get In Touch page, leave me a note, leave me a message. Um, I have an email on there too. If you go to the website, uh, you can get in touch with me. Um, so please do so. And uh, again, I hope you folks are enjoying the content. We're going to continue. I have so much more to offer you and uh, would like to work with you more in the future. And um, so again, thank you all for your time. Thanks for listening. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.